Welcome to this episode of the Jump Around with Blake Dudonis, my podcast on women's basketball. Joining me today, it is the head coach of a team I have been championing publicly all season long because I've watched them play and I have eyes so I can see what they've done. I can look at their resume and know that this is a top 25 team and I don't know why they're not ranked in the top 25 right now. Drake University, head coach. Jenny Baranchik, she's going to join me. I, I'm sorry to get so worked up. I need to relax. Uh, but what Coach has done at Drake has been remarkable. Seven seasons. They haven't lost a conference game since 2016. They are a team right now that is 7-0 in conference. They've gone to two straight NCAA tournaments, obviously. Uh, they are just, uh, they're really good. And I truly believe they're one of the 20. 520 best teams in the in the country this year. Jenny's done a good job. She inherited a team. Took a while to get it going. Uh, not not a long time, but just a, a slow, steady climb. And now that it is rolling, uh, they're really special. So I want to talk to her about that. She's from Iowa. She played at Iowa. Uh, she has an interesting. Um, there's some interesting stories surrounding the program with some of their players. And I just I want to talk to her about all that. And I want to talk to her about why nobody will rank them. Let's get her on the phone. This is a jump around. And welcome back to the jump around and joining me. It is Drake head coach Jenny Baranchik. Coach, I appreciate you taking some time out for me in the middle of your season and uh, conference season for you guys. You're undefeated, which has been uh, kind of uh, same old, same old. You guys haven't lost a conference game since uh, 2016. So congrats on another great start and a great run. I know uh, it's hard to enjoy it while you're in the middle of it, but you guys have been impressive. Well, thank you. And I'm actually more impressed that you pronounced the name right. You didn't even ask me how to pronounce it. So nice to go there. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. As someone as someone with a last name that gets butchered uh, regularly, you know, I kind of pride myself right, in, in taking that. Right, so. True. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, so for people who aren't aware, uh, Drake's pretty good at basketball. But um, before we get into your actual team, you are someone from Iowa, played at Iowa. Um, you, you coached at a couple of really good institutions as an assistant. Uh, and then when you take over the Drake job, I know it, it Took a minute to get it going. Uh, Eleven and twenty year one. The team, um, when Amy Stevens was there, was was kind of running motion stuff, and and you you were kind of ran more sets. So it was a change in personnel. Looking back now, that your program is one of the best 30, 35 teams in the country. Uh, what was it like year one when you? It's your first year as a head coach. You know, you guys aren't winning as much as you'd probably like. What was that like? Well. I mean, kind of a loaded question, right? So yes. anytime you come into a program, you're going to change something. Regardless, it's not, and it's not even good or bad. It's just you, you just change, right? You change philosophies. You have your own style of leadership, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know. And 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 our situation was so unique because we also had um, I was a first time mom, so I was literally hired two weeks before my due date with my first child. So that was uh, just a unique challenge in itself. Unique, that's a good word. <laughs> I'd say crazy. Right, I'd say right. crazy. I know. But... <laughs> hot, hot mess might be a better term. But, um, 
Yeah, but I'm trying to, you know, you try to like slightly <laughs> act like you got it all together. But you know, it's like it's it's honest. Honestly, it's one of those things where, you know, it's like parenting. Like you are the world's best parent until you have your own kids. Sure. And then all of a sudden, you realize that you're not. And it's the same thing as when you become a head coach. Like you think you have all the answers, and you think you know exactly what you're gonna do and how it should be done until you move over, and then all of a sudden, you don't. And I think that. You know, in that in that first year, and I mean, heck, even today, sometimes you, you still are trying to figure out how to just continue to be better than, than you are, and you feel like it looks a lot easier than maybe it actually feels in the moment. Yeah. Well, you guys, after that first season, you you kind of had the ideal climb, right? You go eleven and twenty first year, you go twenty and eleven year three, make the NIT, and you go fifteen and three in conference, and then year five, you go twenty eight and five. You go undefeated and you make the NCAA tournament. It's like uh, the picture perfect cookie cutter, every AD's dream in the world when a coach takes over the program. Um, I know a big part of that was uh, Lizzie Wendell, your your first recruit, who ends up being one of the greatest players in Drake history. Uh, and that's a kid who was moderately recruited, you know, finely recruited out of high school. What what was it about Lizzie uh, that kind of you know led you guys to her, and then? Uh, if you could talk me a little bit through that that step by step build up that you guys did, yeah. Well, I think you know one of the biggest things that we really tried to do was when we got here, uh, there were zero players on the on the roster from the state of Iowa, mm-hmm. and so obviously being from Iowa, uh, slightly biased to the the Iowa kid, and so um, that was one thing that that we really wanted to be able to do. And then at that time. You know, we've always tried to keep our numbers a little bit lower because we like to play a lot of people, um, and chemistry's kind of been our thing. And so we had two scholarships. We knew we wanted to get two of the best players. And so, honestly, um, I recruited the I recruited the Kansas City area before, and um, I had a couple of friends of mine that um, were able to really kind of put Lizzie on our radar. And so Lizzie was uh, obviously a great player with great talent, but, um, you know, she was under the radar in terms of recruiting. So she was, we kind of got her before her big summer. She kind of was able to believe in a vision. You know, when you, when you first get somewhere, you have to kind of sell a vision without anybody seeing it. And so she was one that right away really believed in, in what we could do here. And then right alongside her was Caitlin Engel, um, from Iowa, from the Des Moines area even, who also did the same thing. And so when we were able to sign those two, they really helped build this thing. Now, I will say you can't do that if you don't already have great leaders on your team. So regardless of how talented that those two were, we had leadership on our team that was really good. And and I think that's really what started to set everything apart was Team basketball, team chemistry, team leadership. Well, like I said, you guys kind of ride those players into what you've done. Undefeated runs in the conference the last two years, and that's still going. I, I know you've talked about in other interviews before that you you don't talk about winning. You guys just talk about loving the game and and just you know those kind of things. Uh, I'm curious though that when you do start winning on a very large scale, right? Because it's people don't go undefeated in conference, and they definitely don't do it twice in a row. For you guys, kind of taking that step up to where it's not just that you guys are competing at the top of your conference, but you are competing 
certainly at the top of the mid-major world, but you're competing amongst the elites. Uh, has it? Have you changed? Has it? Has anything changed really since the since you first got there? Well, I think you know we came in and implemented um, our style of play, right? And mm-hmm. so we had a unique style of play in terms of the the way that we play, especially on the offensive end. And I think defensively, we've we've shifted and adjusted over the years. We're obviously primarily a zone team now, but that was not how we started. Um, that was more trying to keep people on the floor because we were in foul trouble a lot, you know, honestly, and then kind of kept advancing how we do that. Um, offensively, we've always said that we want to be an up-tempo style of team and we want to be able to have five players on the floor um, that are able to score the basketball and that are also able to pass and, and um, you know, really can see the hole and set each other up. And so, you know, we don't run a lot of sets. We don't even have a lot of sets. It's mostly about our players making reads. And so that was probably the biggest thing that we shifted when we first got here um, was to kind of re- rethink the game of, of basketball because it is, it is such a unique style of play. Mm. And they, they make most of the reads. Um, and it's really fun to coach and it's really fun to watch. Yeah, well, you guys have been... Uh, right there, uh, the past two years in the NCAA tournament, uh, back in 17, you guys are a 10 seed. You lost to Kansas State by 13, but that was a game that uh, you had opportunities. And then last year, a 13 seed lost to Texas A&M by the same margin. Um, year, first off, year one, when you are when you finally make the tournament, uh, I'm, I'm sure it's a bit of a surreal experience, but um, was it any different last year making it again? Was it, you know, I know you're still excited, but... Uh, was there yeah. was there a different level there? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. Well, it's it's, diff- it's different because you, um, you know, your expectation changes. The the, the practices before change. The um, it is it's, it's an unbelievable feeling to have your name called up there. I mean, that's awesome. And um, but I tell you, the biggest difference is when you know after the game's over the preparation in the postseason. I think in that first year, we were really happy with what we had done and accomplished. And I think the second year, not that you're not happy and, and, and proud of it, but you get a little bit more hungry, you know, yeah. and you and you start to see, okay, it starts to challenge you even more in the off season. And so I think this summer and in this off season, we knew we had to be ready earlier um, because you know, we have to be ready in our non-conference to be able to compete. If we're not ready, then we're not going to get a good seed. If we are ready, then you could potentially position yourself to get a better seed in the NCAA tournament. And so, and if you don't win those games, you have to win your conference tournament anyway. So we're trying to schedule in a way in the non-conference um, that we can compete against some great teams to, to obviously just to get better, to test ourselves, to play different styles. You know, we've been able to do this year, especially we were able to play um, some fantastic teams yeah. and and to be able to compete. Now, you know, you can go back and say, okay, I wish we could have, you know, maybe won this game or competed a little differently in this game or whatever. I mean, you always are going to do that, right? But for the most part, I don't think we could have scheduled, I don't think our schedule could have fell or we could have scheduled in any better way because I think, um, we're really prepared. And so the hardest part is, you know, where we're at is we have to be ready in November. We have to be ready in November. And so then we've got to learn now how do you sustain that the whole season? Where sometimes 
people can build up in their non-conference and then they got to be ready for conference and we have to do both. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if anyone's not clear, uh, what you guys have done in this non-conference, you, you beat Nebraska on the road, you beat South Dakota, you beat Rutgers and South Carolina on neutral floors. Those are two top 25 teams. You lost to Notre Dame, which eh, we'll give that one to you, I guess. Uh, not not a bad loss by any means. Uh, and then your right. your other three losses are at South Dakota State, at Iowa State, and then home against Iowa. And those are all games that you lost by single digits. So uh, not 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 a bad run through the non conference. Uh, you're still a top twenty five team RPI wise. You guys are are up there. Uh, I told you I've been railing. I I'm I am furious that you guys aren't in the top twenty five because. I've got eyeballs, and I watch basketball, and I know you're one of the 25 best teams, and, and you have a, a good enough performance against it, but I'm not going to put you on the spot and make you comment on that. I just wanted to say that on the record. Because I wouldn't anyway. <laughs> I know you wouldn't. I know no, you wouldn't. I mean, you know, because as coaches, you get so into it, and you're like, okay, that's nice of you to say, but we got to be better, you yeah, know, and yeah, I think yeah. that's, um, and, and it is nice, and I, I do think, you know, I really do think that we are a very good team, and, and, and we're a fun team to watch, and we have great fans, and and, um, you know, we've, we've had some great basketball games this year. And it's been, they've been some really fun games. We've had so many people come to games for the first time that have come back. And mm-hmm. that's, I think, the biggest testament to any team or any program. When you bring somebody into your stadium and they, it's the first time and they want to come back. Yeah. And that, to me, is exactly why we're doing what we're doing. Because it's, a, it's fun. These women are incredible role models. They show incredible... Uh, they can be really competitive and also have a lot of fun playing. And that's mm. the most important thing to do. Yeah. That was an excellent pivot by you, by the way. That was good. Thank you. Yeah. Well Thank done. You. Yeah. You're a pro. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're one. I might've got you, but it is true. You're seven. It is true. It <laughs> oh, is I know. Though. It's definitely but, true. But I do. I do. Thank you. Cause anytime I can, honestly, anytime I can talk about people always laugh at how much I want to talk about the fans. And how I always revert it to our fan base and the fans in the area. And, you know, we are so lucky in the state of Iowa that women's basketball is so important. And I and I just don't ever want to take that for granted. And so anytime that I can pivot any question into <laughs> fans coming to watch women's basketball, you better believe I will. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, to be clear, there's if you play a Division One basketball game in the state of Iowa, you will be playing in front of a lot of people, and they will be invested no matter where you're playing. Uh, you're right about that. The, right. the fans are the fans right. are legitimate. Um, are you someone that you would say when? Are you someone that holds your your players accountable pretty well as far as if they they make just an absolute boneheaded mistake? And you know how how do you handle that? Um, that's a really good question because I think accountability is, is one that, uh, it's, it's a very, it's like the word balance. There's a lot of different definitions to it, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different ways that you can see that. Um, and so do we hold them accountable? Yes. But I also believe that they've got to be able to play through some things to actually learn mm-hmm. more so than me just telling them. So I think there's a lot of, we have a lot of autonomy, um, and I want to know what they're thinking. And so I think there is. There's obviously accountability to that, but there's a lot of ownership as well. Mm. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, so I, I do have to take uh, some some issue with you, um, and you'll for, and I hope okay. you hope you forgive me. Um, you did not hold me accountable earlier in this interview when I looked through my notes wrong and mentioned that you run a lot of sets and Amy Stevens' teams ran motion, and you didn't call me out on that. And now I've been sitting <laughs> thinking about it for about seven and a half minutes, and I've just. Uh, <laughs> You know, I just, next time you call me out on that, okay? 
Okay, I got you. Okay. I got you. Right. And honest, and honestly, I, you know, it's no day and like a thousand below zero here. And so I was literally picking, picking my daughter up and carrying her out of my office. <laughs> at the time. Understood. Yeah. And so, okay. Yeah. So the singing that was in the background was uh, my, not just my background office noise. That was actually my daughter singing. Hey. So I may have missed. I may have missed what you said. Okay, so. that's okay. <laughs> I, and I understand. We, so there uh, we go. Yeah, now I'm, we're both totally accountable. That's okay, good. Got it. Yes, and I feel okay. you. It's uh, I'm in Minneapolis, so we've got minus 40 right now. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah. I totally understand. Um, going, moving forward, uh, Drake, <laughs> your president, uh, Marty Martin, uh, rumor has it he is a, he is a, a fan at games, and he he acts like a fan. He, he's into it. He's not just there yeah. to, to look nice and wave and shake hands. He's... He's into it, and that's a uh, that's unique. That's a, and I'm sure that's not lost on you. No, no, it's amazing. So when we were able to go to, we went to the Vancouver tournament over Thanksgiving, um, and that's where we were able to play. We played Rutgers and Notre Dame in, in South Carolina, and him and his wife were right there with us. And so there's not many people that get to have the president travel with them. Yeah. And he, I mean, and they went the whole day. I mean, they're fans of basketball and. You know, it's funny because, you know, you meet at the end of the season. And honestly, after my after he had just been here for uh, not even a year, and I met with him because um, he's only been here for a few years now. And so, um, you know, I think, you know, you're going in and you have your end-of-year meeting and whatever else. And so I'm going in and I'm talking to him. And he wants to talk basketball, you know, and it was awesome. And I loved it. And and then it was neat because he starts talking about this player and where she's from and that player and where she's from. And, <laughs> and he's using all first names. You know, he knows every player. He knows it doesn't matter if they're if they're the first one off the bench, the last one off the bench. It does not matter. And he just and he is just so supportive. Now the, probably the best story is when we had him kind of be an honorary coach. The first, you know, this is his first time at our game, and we're like, you know, we knew he, we knew he liked basketball, you know, whatever. And so he's sitting on our bench, and he is just yelling. I mean, he's yelling. He's not. I mean, he is cheering our team on. He's yelling at the officials. He's doing, you know what I mean, like the whole thing. And one of our players turns around and she's like, I don't, I don't. I don't think you're supposed to be doing that <laughs> and, and so he doesn't he doesn't sit there anymore because he can't you know it's like i mean he's supportive but he yeah he gets really into the game he gets really into the game yeah. and it's neat and you know what else it's not even just basketball i mean he loves basketball but he'll go out to tennis he goes to soccer games i mean he is just he is all over this campus and it's pretty awesome and so cool. he's really lucky to have the yeah. support that he does and he doesn't see that it's men's basketball or women's basketball he just sees basketball it's basketball and loves to watch both and, and that's awesome yeah that's great that's awesome um what for you guys i'm always curious to ask really successful people this you know from the outside looking in I, you know, someone just looks up Drake, they go, wow, they've, you know, like I said, you, you've won all these games, you haven't lost a conference game in forever, and so it's just like, man, success, 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 they don't face any issues, and obviously you go through the daily stuff that that everyone goes through, but um, have have you, have your team, has the players, is there anything that, like, just maybe people aren't aware of that you guys have gone through that you're willing to share, is there any, you know what I mean, I, I'm, I'm asking a very open-ended yeah. question, is just... Um, adversity yeah. that maybe you or your team's gone through that you wouldn't know if you're on the outside. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I constantly laugh at, at because I get, you know, we actually get this question more than you would think, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, if you saw me try to get out of the house, I'm like, I have three young kids, right? And <laughs> it's just a disaster. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's, it's just unbelievable. And, you know, anytime anyone asks me how we have it all together and my husband's standing next to me, he doesn't hide his number. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He don't. Um, but no, I mean, we face everything everybody else does. I mean, people tend to forget to, you know, in the last, you know, when you talk about these seasons that we've had in these last few years, we've had significant injuries and, and we've had significant pieces out, you know, like even this year, Becca Jonas was our starting center and we lost her right before we played Iowa State and Iowa. And, you know, the two games you need a center on, you know, an extra center on defense. Um, those are games that you need them. And so that was something that we had to try to really adjust quickly. Now we gained experience with that now, uh, but at the time it really hurt. And hopefully we can get her back. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're still not sure about that, about that timeline. And so, um, you know, we face that kind of stuff all the time. And, And everybody has outside stuff. Everybody does. And... And I think one of the things that makes this group really unique is um, we do a pretty good job of just trying to meet people where they're at, and we try not to make them something that they're not. And so if you're not this, you know, buckly leader, that's okay, but you still have to bring your best, right? And then if you are, then you still have to bring your best. And so you can kind of cover for each other, and you can build each other up. And I think that's one thing that... um, that we as coaches, you know, we tend to forget that because we want we want everything we don't have, right? Because oh, yeah. you go into scout mode and oh, you yeah. see other players and you're like, oh, my gosh, those guys can do all these things. And then you kind of forget what you can do, you know, because you start worrying about what other people can do and, and what you don't have. And that's life in general. But I think we do that a lot. And I know for me, this isn't the right way to do things, but I know for me when – when I can look at us and really like really focus on our confidence, really focus on our chemistry, we tend to be better, you know, and it's, and that's just, I think that's something that we can all learn, but, but I mean, everybody's mistaken if they think other people don't have it like they do. We all have stuff. Yeah. We all do. Yeah. As someone who is, a young rising star, uh, it's such a cliche term to use, but that's, that is what people say in the business, you know, every year when the off season comes, you know, coaches lose jobs, they leave jobs, you know, and then the, there's a number of names that are in the hopper that people just throw out, whether it's informed or not, they just say, well, this person should is in the mix. or this person's in the mix because they're young. You're obviously one of those names. And I'm not going to ask you about, you know, leaving Drake or things like that. What I'm more curious about is those talks are out there and they're very easy to find. And I would imagine those things, and maybe they have no impact for you, but for me, I feel like it'd be the biggest impact on those type of rumors, even if they're completely false, are with your recruits as opposed to your players. Because mm-hmm. your players, obviously, you have a day-to-day interaction with and recruits sometimes that interaction is limited. Um, how have you dealt with that? Because I know it, it's flattering on one hand, right? Because people are talking about you in, in, a, in a good light, but uh, how have you dealt with those kind of things or has it not affected you at all? Well, I think the question comes up exactly what you said. Most of the time the question comes up in recruiting. I mean, that's the number one time that it comes up. And um, and honestly, I feel like 
I mean, how many people do you know that get to do this job and have the support that we have here? Mm-hmm. And by the way, like, this is where I'm from, you know? Yeah. So, like, my kids get to, like, they actually get to see their grandparents and, like, they get to grow up with their cousins. And um, that's really awesome. And honestly, I tell everybody this, I'm like, I don't think that, I don't think that Drake, I don't think we've actually reached our potential. I think that we still have, I think our, I think, I don't think there's a ceiling here. And I think our administration is really supportive to what we're doing here in terms of, I mean, women's basketball really does matter here. And so to me, that does not go unnoticed. Mm -hmm. And um, so when we, when that changes and all of a sudden, we think we can't do what we want to be able to do, um, then maybe you start looking somewhere else. But I don't see that changing. And I'm not, I'm smart enough to know that it takes a village to raise your family to be able to have a family in this business because it's not an easy business, right? Yeah. And so I love that my kids get to grow up where I grew up. I mean, they get, they're going to get to go to school where I went to school. They're gonna, I mean, like that stuff just doesn't happen in our world. No. And I, I know, I know that we are so blessed because of that. So to me, um, I know that recruits are going to be able to look at me and say, okay, yeah, we're going to do this. And, and I think we're going to do it. And so I don't, I don't have that. And I don't have, Drake has always been my dream. And I don't know if I have another one. I really don't have another one. Yeah. Beginning of your coaching career, you are on an airplane and you meet someone that gives you some advice. And mm-hmm. I am curious if you would be willing to share uh, yeah. that with me. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, I was probably, I, I probably was 23 at the time and I was, I was at Kansas State and I was flying down to the final four. And I happened to uh, sit next to Billy Moore. And um, I knew who she was. Obviously, she did not know who I was. <laughs> um, but I knew who she was. And I sat next to her, and she is, uh, I believe she was visiting maybe her mother in Topeka or something like that. And I know Tennessee was in the final four because that's, you know, her and Pat Summit were really close. And I sat next to her and I just started asking her questions and she was so gracious. She was so, um, open and it was honestly, I, I, I share this story all the time because it was one of the most impactful, probably 45 minute conversations I've ever had. And I don't, and we don't stay in touch. I, she still, she has no idea how much of an impact that she made on, on, on me personally and my, my entire professional career. And the thing that I took away from that was um, she just said, you get what you emphasize. And you hear that all the time. And then she said that you need to emphasize, that you can only emphasize three things. Hmm. And so, yeah. And so from a coaching standpoint, I've really taken that to heart. From a culture standpoint, I've really taken that to heart um, to not try to overemphasize everything, but to try to really simplify things. Um, but it was. The, the two things that I think that were the most imp- impactful to me during that conversation was number one, those, those three things. Right. And so I, I do a lot of that in terms of leadership, in terms of trying to simplify into three things. And then the other thing was just how gracious and open that she was. And she did not have to be, um, 
but she was absolutely amazing. And so you can have that impact or someone can have that impact on you when you are in the right space to, to have that. And um, so I always want to, I always think about that because I am in a generation uh, where there's so many of these coaches that have just given back so much. I mean, even like going back to our tournament in Vancouver and, you know, I mean, in three days and, you know, three games in three days and, we're playing records with Stephen and Stringer right after she got her thousandth win, and then we're playing Notre Dame with Muffet McGraw, and then you know, and then we're playing against South Carolina with Don Staley. <laughs> and honestly, those three women um, could not have been more unbelievable and more gracious and more. Um, I mean, yes, everybody's competitive, and the lights go on; everyone's competitive. But I just, I was so impressed with them um, that it makes me continue to want to just be better. What is, and by the way, if anyone doesn't know, um, anyone who you just went through that run of people, first off, uh, but if you don't know Billy Moore, Google her, look her up. Yeah. Um, yeah. A luscious yeah. career uh, herself. But uh, for you, what's, um, and I, I, I tend to ask this kind of frequently because I'm just curious by people's responses, but what's, what's your end goal? What's it look like at the end when you're done with this coaching thing, whenever that is, what? You know what needs to happen for you when you're done to go. Yeah, I'm. I'm good. I I accomplished what I wanted to. Honestly, I I want to make sure because there's this trend in women's basketball right now that's not trending in the right direction, right? And so we have to do a great job right now of making young people love this game. And I'm not even talking about how good we're going to be in terms of like Olympic level or even college level. I mean, there's some great athletes and some great teams. I'm talking about, I want young people to love this game. And so we've got to make sure that we have these role models that just show how much fun it is because this game is just a beautiful game of teamwork and you face adversity and there's toughness and there's, and you can do all of that with a smile on your face. And to me, that's leadership. And that's something that you can take into any field. And so that's where, honestly, like my end goal is that we have enough people that come through this program that are going to give back to this game that it just continues to impact young people over and over and over. And then they pass it on and people just absolutely love this game and get out of this game what they need to. And you can do it all. You can be competitive and you can be tough. And you can also have grace, and you can smile, and you can have fun. And I really do believe you don't have to choose. You can have it all. You just have to define what it all is. Well, I know certainly it's been fun watching you guys play um, over the past few years, but definitely this year and, and, and watching you guys have so much success. And uh, I've really uh, appreciated and enjoyed uh you know, having you spend some time with me and, and share some of your vision with, with your program. Drake's 13-4 and in the year, 7-0 in conference. Uh, you guys play on Friday against Missouri State. But, Coach, I, I really am grateful for, for you sharing some of your story and, and a bit about your program with me. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate it. I, this, is, this has been a lot of fun, and it's always fun to, to just talk about women's basketball in general. So I really appreciate that, too. So thank you for giving me the opportunity. Absolutely. Somebody rank this team. Now, all right, <laughs> we'll talk to you down the road, Coach. <laughs> okay, thanks. Jenny Baranchik, head coach at Drake. I appreciate her putting up with me, making her feel awkward by commenting on her teams being ranked or not at the end. 
They should be. But I appreciate her for putting up with me. Thank you for listening. Uh, whether it's your first time or you listen to every episode, I, I really am appreciative. Whether you listen on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or wherever else. If you listen on iTunes, if you could leave a rating and a review, that would be appreciated. Uh, unless it's a bad rating and a review, then if you didn't leave those, that would be appreciated as well. You can find me on Twitter, at Blake Dudonis, always with your comments, thoughts, or whatever else. Uh, I am greatly appreciative of you listening. And until next time, this is The Jump Around.